This is the Edumatch Podcast Network, bringing you amazing educators sharing their love of learning one show at a time. The Edumatch Podcast Network is proud to support this show and many others. Find out more at edumatchpn.com. The ideas and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely of the individual podcaster. This is TLC Ninja, a podcast for teachers by teachers about classroom innovation. And welcome to episode 114 of TLC Tech Learn Coffee. Uh, my name is Lisa Nowakowski, and I'm a technology coach in South Monterey County here in California. And I'm Nancy Minicozzi, an instructional technology coach in Beverly Hills, California. And just as a reminder, we have a 15-minute format because ain't nobody got more time than that. No, they don't. So for today's coffee fact, can you guess the country where they drink the least amount of coffee? Only 0.002 cups per capita per day. Any guesses? No? I I cheated and looked already, so. (laughs) (laughs) Nigeria. Nigeria. They're big tea drinkers there, although coffee consumption is growing, and uh, they also grow coffee there. China is second lowest, that would have been my guess, but they are actually 0.003 cups per day. So there you go. Our guest today is Teresa Ozoa, who will be talking to us about the 3V glasses edu protocol. So Teresa, tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are and what you do. Oh, I'm so glad to be back with you guys. Um, I am an educator in Southern California. Um, I call myself a lapsed lawyer because I uh, was a lawyer, practicing lawyer for eight years, but um, was able with the support of my wonderful husband to come back into the classroom for the rest of my career. So I've actually retired from classroom teaching, but not from sharing with other teachers. And I've been uh, working with Q and presenting for Q and other um, educational um, consultants for, I don't know, about five years now, I think. That's very exciting, and I have known Teresa for probably most of that time, if not Mm -hmm. longer. Um, So we are just so excited. Tell us, what is 3V? So when you hear 3V, uh, you mostly think of 3D, like 3D glasses to watch movies. But this is a uh, riff on that, and the V is for point of view. So... Uh, 3D glasses um, is a strategy, an edge of protocol for teaching critical thinking. And all teachers and students have to remember is the phrase, put on your 3D glasses. So when you do that, one view is, we, we start with just a static image and then move up to other things, um, is to look at the picture of the little furry creature let's just say it's a puppy because we're not um, we're not video right now uh, and give a positive interpretation of that. Um, yay, puppies are cute and, and, and comfy and uh, comforting. Or, and then second, put down a, uh, put on your 3V glasses for a negative interpretation. Maybe that image terrifies you because you were uh, bitten by a puppy when you were in the crib or somehow or another, you, the image of the puppy is not good for you or you're cynical about it. Maybe it's actually been Photoshopped. So it's not really cute. It's actually like, like not even alive. 
But then the third view, the, th the third V is just right in the middle, which is questioning, where you don't have an opinion, a positive or negative. You just wonder what the heck is going on in this image. So maybe you've never seen a young dog before and, and you just don't know that that's actually a puppy. Uh, so um, I have used it mostly as a, um, um, as a warm up exercise, but uh, John Crippo, with all of his creativity, Mr. Edu Protocols guy, uh, has extended it to uh, as far as, as, as research questions or essays. And it's, it's actually very flexible. So it can be used that way. Just it, it, your imagination is the only limit. Well, that is really, really interesting. I hadn't thought about that. And I, I did have to really stretch to think of a negative interpretation for a puppy. Um, so I can see where well, the, it really the does one make I you use, think. The mm -hmm. one I use in uh, presentations, and I've got my bit.ly link that you can post on the website, is a little ginger kitten that is sitting in the palm of an adult human being. So it's not a children's palm. And so most people think, kitten, oh, it's cute, it's orange, and they love it. Now, when I was in high school, I read a book called It's Like This Cat which was, I was in high school a long time ago, you know, people use, <laughs> use phrases like that. And the teenage protagonist was in the home of a crazy cat lady. And long story short, he backed up and he stepped and heard a crunch and he had killed a little ginger kitten as blood, it was horrible. So that image for me, that's what I think of when I see a ginger kitten, it reminds me of that book. So I do not like looking at, at images of ginger kittens. So. You do have to stretch, and that's the point. Um, put yourself in somebody else's shoes. What assumptions or experiences do they have that make them like the image or dislike the image, or maybe they um, simply don't know what's going on? I, I love that. So how did you come up with this? What's the inspiration behind it? Well, this evolved from a TED Talk by Jane McGonigal um, on, um, let's see, I think it was the the game that will take 10 years off your life or something like that. And brain research that shows that when humans look at pictures of babies, either human babies or animal babies, they, um, they get an endorphin hit. And I wanted, I wanted my students to feel good when they walked in my classroom. So this is blatant emotional manipulation. I always had a baby animal image when they walked into my room projected. And then we practiced, we did five minutes, three minutes. Uh, put on your 3D glasses. So when they come in, they all went, oh, you know, felt good. And then they had to think what assumptions would people have to, to have a negative interpretation. I mentioned that something might've been Photoshopped. It was going to be cynical. Maybe uh, it was uh, taxidermied. There's always one kid who says, oh, that animal was taxidermied. Um, <laughs> so it, it helped them to, uh, as a reflex, think about another point of view. And when I was, was uh, privileged to become um, a Google certified innovator, my project for the academy was to scale up this idea of looking at the baby animals and to uh, share it um, more widely. I'm still working on that part, but at least I've got it uh, branded as an edgy protocol so I can uh, share it with people and they've got sort of an automatic um, uh, hook that this is a strategy that they can use. Well, I think it's it also helps with empathy, right? Lisa pointed out. So really helps people, students 
think about what other people might be feeling or experiencing and then realizing that it's not always the same as what they are feeling and experiencing, even if they're similar backgrounds and things like that. It's still everybody has their own experience that they bring to the table. So um, in my bit.ly, mm-hmm, I've go got ahead. a lot of images people can use for that that are non-threatening, non-political, but that help them with with creating uh, empathy, as you say. And we will be posting those in the show notes. So everybody will have access to that. Thank you. What, so what are the advantages of, of using the 3V Edu protocol? Well, this is something that I literally do in my own life, that I try my best to put myself in the shoes of someone else. Uh, why is that guy cutting me off in traffic? Um, and I t- ask myself, well, maybe uh, he, it's nothing personal. You know, maybe he just got some news on a text. Maybe he did, generally didn't see me. But my assumption that he was doing that to harm me is not really, um, it, it, there are other ways to look at that. So with students, and what I would recommend for teachers is that you do this for yourself and that you start with a static image and describe it in as much detail as you can. So don't just say kitten. To some people, um, a kitten could be anywhere from a newborn to um, a really frisky uh, cat that has already been spayed or neutered, and they're both very different. So describe what you see exactly, and that's also a skill to, um, once you agree on what, everyone in the room agrees on what they see, then you can go into the assumptions um, of what makes that a negative or a positive. Um, and what I've done also uh, to extend it beyond just the, you know, the, the, um, the warm up is to use a tweet and those can be very controversial. Memes are really fun. You know that they are intended to be ironic and fun, but there's some people who like immediately react with, uh, you know, a knee-jerk offended um, reaction. So those are also good to use. And um, you, you can, if you, once you've developed some trust in your classroom that all views can be heard without people jumping down their throats, then you can use the images as jumping off points to talk about more, um, more, more potentially inflammatory issues, uh, which are really important. And as, as you say, when we are in a time where empathy is so uh, mo- even more important than it, it has been in the past, um, that's, that's an um, important skill uh, to develop, put yourself in someone else's shoes. Absolutely, especially now, I mean, It's a very controversial election time. And I think that being able to look at other people's points of view is very important. So I I really appreciate that. So let's say that, excuse me, let's say that I want to try this. What what advice do you have for me as a teacher who maybe is getting started? I'm going to go onto the website and grab your slides that have some images that I can start with. But what what should I do with those beyond maybe describing them? I have an actual script within the slides. And because these were originally produced for QBold, um, the, the meat is actually, and QBold is a conference on lesson design. The meat is in the speaker notes where I literally have a dialogue that you can follow. But essentially, um, solicit from, if you're doing this just as a, as a uh, like bell ringer type thing, Solicit the description 
of what you see there. And there are six things that I have them look at. What are any sizes that you see or shapes or colors? Um, what about um, the orientation? It's usually an animal. Is the animal facing directly at the camera or facing to the side? Or maybe there are two animals facing one another. And just by saying that the animals could be in conflict or they could be um, uh, nuzzling one another, supporting one another. And uh, let's see, so that was size, shape, color, oh, number. How many uh, of whatever do you see in there? What's the orientation and what's the background? And what we discover with background is, is that if it's blurred out and the focus is on the front, it's probably a professional um, image um, and that the intent of the photographer is to focus on uh, just what's in the foreground. Uh, and then that's when my, uh, my taxidermy kid always jumps in. And, and if he concludes that this was taxidermied, we ask him to say, what do you see that supports that? And it's usually um, a, a glassy eye, like it was you know, literally removed, or that the fur is very stiff or, spark, or uh, spiky. So then I may disagree with him, but I can't disagree with the fact that, that there's a glassiness to the eyes. Um, so just play and practice with that and then uh, maybe extend it to um, developing an essential question for research. Uh, John Crippo uh, posted that he had his students use 3V as a strategy to, um, to talk about a TikTok challenge um, on that parents showed their kids, their teacher, which was actually quite unkind. It was an image of an of a unusual looking uh, person who spoke up uh, online and said, you know what, I, this is really not a good thing to be using this image <laughs> to, to uh, scare your children. So that's, you, but you can see where someone would post it because they thought it was funny but then others would be just intensely um, offended by it because it was, it was punking your own children. Uh, and then others who just would be going, wait, what's going on here? Is this an, uh, an actress? Is this a, a statue um, instead of an image of a real person? So there's a lot of potential there for um, how to use this. Well, and that, yeah, I remember that. I thought it was very hurtful for the person whose image was used too. But absolutely. Yeah, that was our timer. So, um, okay. In summation, what would you like to say? Leave us with your final thoughts, please. Well, I hope that if, if you don't use 3V, I hope that people use the words in looking at anything or maybe, and just using those two words helps reminds people that there may be another point of view. My slides will be available on the website. And if uh, they're also... I'm also presenting this in, in other venues, but depending on when people listen to this, they may not, um, they may have already passed. So um, I hope that people incorporate it in their own lives and that their children develop uh, this internal reflex to uh, think the way um, another person might. And um, yeah, I hope that helps people. Oh, well, we do too. Thank you so much for coming on, Teresa. This was terrific. Thank you for listening, if you are listening. If you enjoyed the show, please leave us a comment to let us know. Our comment question is, how do you promote critical thinking and empathy in your classroom? And please don't forget to subscribe to hear more about easy ways for you to innovate in your classroom. If you like the show, and of course you do because you're listening, please help others find us by rating and leaving a review wherever you are listening to this podcast.
And remember, we are always looking for guests to share great things that they are doing in their classrooms. So if you know of someone who fits the bill, or if you'd like to be a guest, please visit us at tlc.ninja and complete the contact form to let us know. Thanks.